part two story two of blazed trail stories and stories of the wild life by stuart edward white this librivox recording is in the public domain story two billy's tenderfoot during one spring of the early seventies billy knapp ran a species of roadhouse and hotel at the crossing of the deadwood and bighorn trails through custer valley travellers changing from one to the other frequently stopped there overnight he sold accommodations for man and beast the former comprising plenty of whisky the latter plenty of hay that was the best any one could say of it the hotel was of logs two-storied with partitions of sheeting to ensure a certain privacy of sight if not of sound had three beds and a number of bunks and boasted of a woman cook one of the first in the hills billy did not run it long he was too restless for the time being however he was interested and satisfied the personnel of the establishment consisted of billy and the woman already mentioned and an ancient pistol of the name of charlie the latter wore many firearms and had a good deal to say but had never as billy expressed it made good this in the west could not be for lack of opportunity his functions were those of general factotum one evening billy sat chair tilted against the walls of the hotel waiting for the stage by and by it drew in charlie hobbled out carrying buckets of water for the horses the driver flung the reins from him with the lordly insolence of his privileged class descended slowly and swaggered to the barroom for his drink billy followed to serve it luck said the driver and crooked his elbow anything new queried billy nope held up nope black hanks over in the limestone that exhausted the situation the two men puffed silently for a moment at their pipes in an instant the driver turned to go i got you a tenderfoot he remarked then casually i reckon he's outside guess i ambles forth and see what fur a tenderfoot it is replied billy hastening from behind the bar the tenderfoot was seated on a small trunk just outside the door as he held his hat in his hand billy could see his dome-like bald head beneath the dome was a little pink and white face and below that narrow sloping shoulders a flat chest and bandy legs he wore a light check suit and a flannel shirt whose collar was much too large for him billy took this all in while passing as the driver climbed to the seat the hotel keeper commented say hen said he would you stuff it or put it under a glass case i'd serve it a lay to loose replied the driver briefly and brought his long lash eight shaped across the four startled backs of his horses billy turned to the reinspection of his guest and met a deprecating smile can i get a room here for to-night he inquired in a high piping voice you can said billy shortly and began to howl for charlie that patriarch appeared around the corner as did likewise the cook a black-eyed red-cheeked creature afterward counted by billy as one of his eight matrimonial ventures snake this stranger's war-bag into the shack commanded billy and now just naturally rustle a few grub 
the stranger picked up a small hand satchel and followed charley into the building when a little later he reappeared for supper he carried the handbag with him and placed it under the bench which flanked the table afterward he deposited it near his hand while enjoying a pipe outside naturally all this did not escape billy stranger said he you seem mighty wedded to that there satchel yes sir piped the stranger billy snorted at the title i has some personal belongings which is valuable to me he opened the bag and produced a cheap portrait of a rather cheap-looking woman my mother that was said he billy snorted again and went inside he hated sentiment of all kinds the two men sat opposite each other and ate supper which was served by the red-cheeked girl the stranger kept his eyes on his plate while she was in the room he perched on the edge of the bench with his feet tucked under him and rested on the toes when she approached the muscles of his shoulders and upper arms grew rigid with embarrassment causing strange awkward movements of the hands he answered in monosyllables billy ate expansively and earnestly toward the close of the meal charley slipped into place beside him charley was out of humour and found the meat cold damn your soul nell he cried this year ain't a fitten for a hog to eat the girl did not mind nor did billy it was the country's mode of speech the stranger dropped his knife i don't wonder you don't like it then said he with a funny little blaze of anger meanin what shouted charley threateningly you sure mustn't speak to a lady that way replied the stranger firmly in his little piping voice billy caught the point and exploded in a mighty guffaw bully for you he said slapping his knee struck pyrites he pronounced it pyrites for sure that trip charley the girl too laughed but quietly she was just a little touched though only this winter she had left bismarck because the place would have no more of her in the face of billy's approval the patriarch fell silent about midnight the four inmates of the frontier hotel were awakened by a tremendous racket outside the stranger arose fully clothed from his bunk and peered through the narrow open window a dozen horses were standing grouped in charge of a single mounted man indistinguishable in the dark out of the open door a broad band of light streamed from the saloon whence came the noise of voices and of boots tramping about it is black hank said billy at his elbow black hank and his outfit he hitches to this here snubbin post occasional black hank in the hills would have translated to jesse james farther south the stranger turned suddenly energetic don't you make no fight he asked fight said billy wondering fight course not hank don't plunder me none he just ambles along and helps himself and leaves the dust for it every time i just lay slow and lets him operate i never has no dealin with him understand he just naturally waltzes in and plants his grub-hooks on what he needs i don't know nothing about it i'm dead asleep he bestowed a shadowy wink on the stranger below the outlaws moved here and there billy shouted a commanding voice billy knapp the hotel-keeper looked perplexed now what's he tollin me for he asked of the man by his side 
billy shouted the voice again come down here you siwash i want a palaver with you all right hank replied billy he went to his room and buckled on a heavy belt then descended the steep stairs the bar-room was lighted and filled with men some of them were drinking and eating others were strapping provisions into portable form against the corner of the bar a tall figure of a man leaned smoking a man lithe active and muscular with a keen dark face and black eyebrows which met over his nose billy walked silently to this man what is it he asked shortly this year ain't in the agreement i know that replied the stranger then leave your dust and vamoose my dust is there replied black hank placing his hand on a buckskin bag at his side and you're paid billy knapp i want to ask you a question standing rock has sent fifty thousand dollars in greenbacks to spotted tail the messenger went through here to-day have you seen him nary messenger replied billy in relief stage goes empty charlie had crept down the stairs and into the room what in hell are you doing here you rank boo idjit replied billy truculently that thar stage ain't what you calls empty observed charlie unmoved a light broke on billy's mind he remarked the valise which the stranger had so carefully guarded and though his common sense told him that an inoffensive non-combatant such as his guest would hardly be chosen as express messenger still the bare possibility remained you're right he agreed carelessly thar is one tenderfoot who knows as much a ridin express as a pig does of a ruffled shirt i knows he's almighty particular about that carpet-bag of his'n insisted charlie the man against the counter had lost nothing of the scene billy's denial his hesitation his half-truth all looked suspicious to him with one swift round sweep of the arm he had billy covered billy's hands shot over his head without the necessity of command the men ceased their occupations and gathered about scenes of this sort were too common to elicit comment or arouse excitement they knew perfectly well the laissez-faire relations which obtained between the two westerners now said black hank angrily in a low tone i want to know why in hell you tried that monkey game billy wary and unafraid replied that he had tried no game that he had forgotten the tenderfoot for the moment and that he did not believe the latter would prove to be the sought-for express messenger one of the men at a signal from his leader relieved billy's heavy belt of considerable weight then the latter was permitted to sit on a cracker-box two more mounted the stairs in a moment they returned to report that the upper story contained no human beings strange or otherwise except the girl but that there remained a small trunk under further orders they dragged the trunk down into the bar-room it was broken open and found to contain nothing but clothes of the plainsman's cut material and state of wear a neatly folded mexican saddle showing use and a rawhide quirt hell of a tenderfoot said black hank contemptuously the outlaws had already scattered outside to look for the trail in this they were unsuccessful reporting indeed that not the faintest sign indicated escape in any direction billy knew his man the tightening of black hank's close-knit brows meant but one thing 
one does not gain chieftainship of any kind in the west without propping his ascendancy with acts of ruthless decision billy leaped from his cracker box with the suddenness of the puma seized black hank firmly about the waist whirled him into a sort of shield and began an earnest struggle for the instant possession of the outlaw's drawn revolver it was a gallant attempt but an unsuccessful one in a moment billy was pinioned to the floor and black hank was rubbing his abraded forearm after that the only question was whether it should be rope or bullet now when billy had gone downstairs the stranger had wasted no further time at the window he had in his possession fifty thousand dollars in greenbacks which he was to deliver as soon as possible to the spotted tail agency in wyoming the necessary change of stage lines had forced him to stay overnight at billy knapp's hotel the messenger seized his bag and softly ran along through the canvas partitioned room wherein billy slept to a narrow window which he had already noticed gave out almost directly into the pine woods the window was of oiled paper and its catch baffled him he knew it would slide back but it refused to slide he did not dare break the paper because of the crackling noise a voice at his shoulder startled him i'll show you whispered the red-cheeked girl she was wrapped loosely in a blanket her hair falling about her shoulders and her bare feet showed beneath her coverings the little man suffered at once an agony of embarrassment in which the thought of his errand was lost it was recalled to him by the girl there you are she whispered showing him the open window thank you he stammered painfully i assure you i, I wish the girl laughed under her breath that's all right she said heartily i owe you that for calling old whiskers off his bronc and she kissed him the messenger trembling with self-consciousness climbed hastily through the window ran the broad loop of the satchel up his arm and instead of dropping to the ground as the girl had expected swung himself lightly into the branches of a rather large scrub oak that grew near she listened to the rustle of the leaves for a moment as he neared the trunk and then unable longer to restrain her curiosity in regard to the doings below turned to the stairway as she did so two men mounted they examined the three rooms of the upper story hastily but carefully paying scant attention to her and departed swearing in a few moments they returned for the stranger's trunk nell followed them down the stairs as far as the doorway there she heard and saw things and fled in bitter dismay to the back of the house when billy knapp was overpowered at the window she knelt clasping her hands and sinking her head between her arms women in the west at least women like nell did not weep but she came near it suddenly she raised her head a voice next her ear had addressed her she looked here and there and around but could discover nothing here outside came the low guarded voice in the tree then she saw that the little stranger had not stirred from his first lighting-place beg your pardon ma'am for startling you for dressing you at all which i shouldn't but oh never mind that said the girl impatiently shaking back her hair so deprecating and timid were the tones that almost without an effort of the imagination she could picture the little man's blushes and his half-sidling method of delivery 
at this supreme moment his littleness and lack of self-assertion jarred on her mood what are you doing there thought you'd vamoosed it was safer here explained the stranger i left no trail she nodded comprehension of the common sense of this but ma'am i took the liberty of speaking to you because you seems to be in trouble of course i ain't got no right to ask and if you don't care to tell me they're goin' to kill billy broke in nell with a sob what for i don't just rightly make out they're after someone and they think billy's cashing him i reckon it's you billy ain't cashin nothin but they thinks he is it's me they're after all right now you know where i am why don't you tell them and save billy the girl started but her keen western mind saw the difficulty at once they thinks billy protects you just the same do you love him asked the stranger god knows i'm purty tough confessed nell sobbing but i just do that and she dropped her head again the invisible stranger in the gloom fell silent considering i'm a pretty rank proposition myself said he at last as if to himself and i've got a job on hand which same i ought to put through without giving attention to anything else as a usual thing folks don't care for me and i don't care much for folks women especial they drives me plumb tired i reckon i don't stack up very high in the blue chips when it comes to cashin in with the gentle sex anyhow but in general they gives me as much notice as they lavishes on a doodle-bug i ain't kickin you understand nary a bit but once in a dog's age i kind of hankers for a decent look from one of em i ain't never had no women folks of my own never sometimes i think it would be some scrumptious to know a little gal waitin for me somewhere they ain't none they never will be i ain't built that way you treated me white to-night you're the first woman that ever kissed me of her own accord the girl heard a faint scramble then the soft pat of some one landing on his feet peering from the window she made out a faint shadowy form stealing around the corner of the hotel she put her hand to her heart and listened her understanding of the stranger's motives was vague at best but she had caught his confession that her kiss had meant much to him and even in her anxiety she felt an inclination to laugh she had bestowed that caress as she would have kissed the cold end of a dog's nose the men below stairs had after some discussion decided on bullet this was out of consideration for billy's standing as a frontiersman besides he had stolen no horses in order not to delay matters the execution was fixed for the present time and place billy stood with his back to the logs of his own hotel his hands and feet bound but his eyes uncovered he had never lost his nerve in the short respite which preparation demanded he told his opponents what he thought of them proud he concluded a long soliloquy as if to the reflector of the lamp proud he repeated reflectively this year hank's just that proud he's all swelled up like a poisoned pup ain't ever one can corral a man sleepin and get fifty thousand dollars without turnin a hair black hank distributed three men to do the business there were no heroics the execution of this man was necessary to him not because he was particularly angry over the escape of the messenger he expected to capture that individual in due time but in order to preserve his authority over his men 
he was in the act of moving back to give the shooter's room when he heard behind him the door open and shut he turned before the door stood a small consumptive-looking man in a light check suit the tenderfoot carried two short-barreled colt's revolvers one of which he presented directly at black hank hands up he commanded sharply hank was directly covered so he obeyed the newcomer's eye had a strangely restless quality of the other dozen inmates of the room eleven were firmly convinced that the weapon and eye not directly levelled at their leader were personally concerned with themselves the twelfth thought he saw his chance to the bewildered onlookers there seemed to be a flash and a bang instantaneous then things were as before one of the stranger's weapons still pointed at black hank's breast the other at each of the rest only the twelfth man who had seen his chance had collapsed forward to the floor no one could assure himself positively that he had discerned the slightest motion on the part of the stranger now said the latter sharply one at a time gentlemen drop your gun this last to black hank muzzle down drop it correct one of the men in the back of the room stirred slightly on the ball of his foot steady there warned the stranger the man stiffened next gent went on the little man subtly indicating another the latter obeyed without hesitation next now you now you in the corner one after another the pistols clattered to the floor not for an instant could a single inmate of the apartment armed or unarmed flatter himself that his slightest motion was unobserved they were like tigers on the crouch ready to spring the moment the man's guard lowered it did not lower the huddled figure on the floor reminded them of what might happen they obeyed step back commanded the stranger next in a moment he had them standing in a row against the wall rigid upright their hands over their heads then for the first time the stranger moved from his position by the door call her he said to billy the girl billy raised his voice now oh now in a moment she appeared in the doorway at the foot of the stairs without hesitation or fear when she perceived the state of affairs she brightened almost mischievously would you just as soon ma'am if it ain't troubling you too much just naturally sort of untie billy requested the stranger she did so the hotel keeper stretched his arms now pick up the guns please the two set about it where's that damn old reprobate inquired billy truculently looking about for charlie the patriarch had quietly slipped away you can drop them hands advised the stranger lowering the muzzles of his weapons the leader started to say something you shut up said billy selecting his own weapons from the heap the stranger suddenly picked up one of the colt's single-action revolvers which lay on the floor and holding the trigger back against the guard exploded the six charges by hitting the hammer smartly with the palm of his hand in the thrusting motion of this discharge he evidently had design for the first six wine-glasses on billy's bar were shivered it was wonderful work rattling fire quicker than a self-cocker even he selected another weapon from a pile of tomato cans he took one and tossed it into the air before it had fallen he had perforated it twice and as it rolled along the floor he helped its progression by four more bullets 
which left streams of tomato juice where they had hit the room was full of smoke the group watched fascinated then the men against the wall grew rigid out of the film of smoke long vivid streams of fire flashed toward them now right now left like the alternating stream of a locomotive's pistons smash 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 hit the bullets with regular thud with the twelfth discharge the din ceased midway in the space between the heads of each pair of men against the wall was a round hole no one was touched a silence fell the smoke lightened and blew slowly through the open door the horses long since deserted by their guardians in favour of the excitement within whinnied the stranger dropped the smoking colts and quietly reproduced his own short-barrelled arms from his side pockets where he had thrust them billy broke the silence at last that's shootin he observed with a sigh them fifty thousand is outside clicked the stranger do you want em there was no reply i aims to pull out on one of these here hosses of yours said he billy he's all straight he doesn't know nothing about me he collected the six-shooters from the floor i just takes these with me for a spell he continued you'll find em if you look hard enough along the trail also your bronx he backed toward the door i'm layin for the man that sticks his head out that door he warned stranger said black hank as he neared the door the little man paused might i ask your name my name is alfred replied the latter black hank looked chagrined i've hearn tell of you he acknowledged the stranger's eye ran over the room and encountered that of the girl he shrank into himself and blushed good-night he said hastily and disappeared a moment later the beat of hoofs became audible as he led the bunch of horses away for a time there was silence then billy by god hank i means to stand in with you but you let that kid alone or i plugs you kid huh grunted hank alfred a kid i heard tell of him what have you heard he's the plumb best scout on the southern trail replied black hank the year following billy knapp alfred and another man named jim buckley took across to the hills the only wagon train that dared set out that summer End of story two